Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Aaron Allen of Area 502 MMA here in Louisville, Kentucky. Really appreciate Aaron joining me. The episode was recorded February 1st, 2023, and really we are previewing Aaron's upcoming fight, which is Saturday, February 4th, 2023 in Shepherdsville, Kentucky for the B2 Fighting Series matchup uh, for Aaron Allen. Really appreciate everyone tuning into the Kelly Patrick show. If you are a fan and want to support the podcast, please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jujitsu program for adults, female friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest. We have Aaron Allen. Aaron is a striking coach at Area 502 MMA. Yep. Weight side coach at Area 502 um mma fighter as well mma fighter yes have been for quite some time yeah uh what year was your first mma fight i want to say 2015 okay yeah um uh, yeah i started kind of late i was like 28 years old okay um, how old are you now 38 okay okay i'm 39 so we're right yeah, yeah. right there yeah you look a little younger than me though <laughs> eh, i don't know i think it's the beard yeah, it depends. <laughs> there can be times I look younger, feel, you know, people will say I look younger. But, I mean, you know, it's a kind of a subject. kind of changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I've been told I look young on certain occasions, but that's definitely not always the case. Yeah, it's, you know, it's probably the attitude, you know. Maybe. Like kid, you yeah, know, if you know. act really immature and just kind of float <laughs> around being a dumbass, then you'll come across very young. So that's a good way to be in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Stay young, stay young as possible. I think so. I think so. Um, so we, of recent news, you were scheduled on very short notice. Yeah. You agreed to fight the rooster, I think. Yep. 
Yep. Now, prior to February 4th, do you remember about what day that was that you agreed to that? Because it wasn't that much. Uh, today, we're recording the episode on Wednesday, February 1st. Um, you probably okay. look at some messages, see what was offered to you, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious because it is a fascinating thing. Of course, the rooster is a Blake Kellogg, an MMA fighter out of Michigan, right? Is it Michigan? I thought it was Iowa. I could okay. be wrong. You know, I don't know. Let me see. He has me blocked, so I can't really even tell. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. You checking your... Checking your... Yeah, I'm looking at... Uh, let me see. 23rd. The 23rd, okay. The 23rd. So less than accepted. two weeks, or about two weeks. Yeah. About yeah. two weeks out, you agreed to fight um, the Rooster yeah. on uh, February 4th for the B2 Fighting Series 178 in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Yeah, at 205. At 205. Okay. Have you ever fought that heavy? No. Okay. I didn't think no, so. The, the heaviest I fought was uh, Tussle, um, I think at 195. Okay. Um, and that was like the heaviest I fought. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not 205 now. You're but, under 205. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I've been like stuffing myself trying to, you know, or not, I'm not saying stuff myself, but, uh, you know, keep the weight on, but I'm around uh, between 185, 190. Okay. So I'm giving up about like 20 pounds. Now that fight was canceled, right? No, it's back on. Okay, BJ told me, I thought when we recorded the episode the other day, I was under the impression it was canceled, and then I showed up to the... To train the other night at Louisville Combat Academy, and BJ told me the fight's back on, so you are fighting. Yeah, yeah, we're fighting. Uh, so, I mean, I had, you know, a lot going on. Uh, today, actually, um, I put my dog down. That's horrible. Yeah, it was, it was uh, heartbreaking for sure. And uh, What kind of dog? Uh, I call him a black healer. He was a, a blue healer, black lab mix. Okay. Um, awesome dog. How long did you have him? Four years. Oh, damn. Yeah. He, he ended up getting cancer, lymphoma after four years. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, that on top of, you know, just, you know, family stuff. Uh, not like this is a slow season for my work, so I didn't have a lot of money. I have a trip coming up with my father who hasn't, who isn't doing good. And, uh, you know, like I kind of wanted to take this time right now, you know, just to focus on, you know, that stuff, you know. Um, but... Uh, so I asked uh, Rooster if, you know, he'd be willing to you know, fight on a different date. I think he posted a screenshot of that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He tried to play me out like I was running from him. He's, oh, I can't believe it. Can't believe you're running. You know, you, you called me out and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I didn't call you out to begin with. And then How he, did the fight come about to start with, actually? Um, Brandon... Hard Rock made a, a a comment on I think it was a, a Kings of Kickboxing uh, post, um, like you know if Aaron goes up to two hundred five, um, you know I'm sure Rooster would beat his ass or something like that because they were looking for a a replacement fight for me uh, at one eighty one eighty five uh, for Kings of Kickboxing. Um, so yeah, then Brandon made that post, um, and I just said, I beat the shit out of, uh, you know, Rooster, you know, I beat the giblets out of Rooster is actually what I quoted. <laughs> so what, what, what is your take on Rooster? Man, he's just, I don't, he's. Cause there can be many different descriptions to apply to someone yeah. like, like Rooster. Cause he's a, he's a, uh, character. I've heard him compared in some ways to like Daryl Ray. I don't know, man. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm not too sure about the comparison, but he seems a little narcissistic. You know, he's just really uh, you know, about himself. Um, talks a lot of shit, a lot of disrespect. Um, yeah, I'm just I can't wait to hurt him. <laughs> so you're not a fan. It's not a friendly match. No, no. It the actually the the fight um, to Tussle uh, Tussle Connor. Mm-hmm. So after that fight, or before that fight, like for whatever reason, when you fought Tussle, yeah, yeah, he uh, Rooster was messaging me trying to, uh, you know, give me pointers on how to beat Tussle, even though he lost, whatever. So <laughs> then after me and uh, Tussle fought, he started saying that Brandon was just giving uh, Tussle easy fights, and that I was an easy fight for Tussle. Rooster started saying this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he said that um, you know I was an easy fight. Um, that uh, he should have been given tussle harder fights or whatever. And you know everybody, come on, you know like Brandon tussle, like everybody knew that I wasn't an easy fight. Like during that fight, I felt like I was winning. You know, the majority of the fight, I really didn't start start losing the fight until you know I took a dick shot. And then, you know, that kind of just took the fight out of me. I just, you know, I didn't want to quit like a little, you know, bitch. But, I, you know, I continued fighting. I took I took my, my L like a man, you know. So, whatever. I'm not, I know I'm not an easy fight. And uh, he's about to find that out. Um, I was saying on air when we recorded the episode the other day, all jokes aside, Rooster does fight a lot. He's six foot five. Mm. I think he trains a lot. I guess. I don't know exactly, you know, like, what. He claims, I've heard him claim, or people have sent me screenshots of him claiming he wrestled in high school, which is interesting. I've also seen him claim that he's a jiu-jitsu purple belt. (laughs) You've watched his fights, I assume. Uh, Yeah, I've seen his fights. He also said he's like 4-0 kickboxing. That's why he he won't kickbox with me, because I'm below him. (laughs) He won't kickbox unless it's uh, a title fight. You've had kickboxing matches. I've had one exhibition match. Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. we don't really have, we haven't had opportunities here in Kentucky like that for kickboxing. Correct. Unless you go to like Tennessee, maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chance Beck uh, is doing really good with, you know, the organi- the promotion Kings of Kickboxing, which is right across the bridge from Louisville. You know, we're in Indian- in Indiana, but we might as well be in Louisville. Um, and that's given us a lot of... Uh, you know, a new opportunity to, you know, have kickboxing fights and uh, people, you know, having stand up, you know, work on their stand up more before they even get into MMA. Okay. Now, according to Tapology, you're 38 years old, five foot 11. You are five eleven. Is that right? That's what I think. I'm, I'm five. I'm five foot 11, three quarters. How about that? Close to six foot. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's funny. I'm, I'm just under five ten. So I always make sure to say I'm five nine point like seven five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My wife's always like, "Why do you have to say that?" Well, it's true. Yeah, I'm pretty close to five ten. Not quite, but right. You don't want to lie. No, I don't want to say five ten. You also don't want to, you know, uh, sell yourself digit. short. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, everybody fucking lies about their height. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. I, I especially on like tapology, I feel like a lot of people are either. Shorter or taller, and their weights usually off, and their re—I don't know. Topology is kind of weird. And, and then Rooster is listed at thirty-one years old, six foot five. Um, how do you normally do sparring with people who are much taller than you? 
kickboxing. You mean like... Like me, I'm very elementary striking. Yeah. And sometimes I can do all right against people who are about the same size as me, height-wise, or shorter. But then, And then sometimes if someone's brand new, maybe yeah. I'll do okay against if they're taller. But if someone's all right and they're taller than me, yeah. sometimes I'm like... I got fucking nothing. Right. Oh, you, okay, yeah. So, That's for me, though. I, like I said, a very elementary, like a hobby type sport. Right. I have. I mean, uh, my history, I didn't have a whole lot of, like, tall uh, people to, like, train with. Um, and actually, you know, like, the Fergusons were, you know, my my first MMA team, basically. You know, we were at Derby City. So I was, like, sparring with a lot of, like, you know, short guys. So I got real used to that, and uh, I found that. Um, it was kind of uh, a, a transition uh, to fight people who were taller than me or aspire people who were taller than me. Um, I mean, I do good against anybody, um, but the, the people that have been able to, you know, uh, I guess out or, you know, out me or whatever have been taller and bigger. Um, and that that's just... It's just you being honest. Yeah. That's it's definitely the case for me. I, I just, not that that applies to you, but... It, he has a very unorthodox stance. What do you see from his striking? Does that seem like someone um, that utilizes his reach effectively, in your opinion, just based on what you've seen? Uh, utilizes reach, maybe. I mean, his, his stance is crap. His striking is crap. And I'm not trying to be a dickhead or make fun of him, but like he does stuff like really weird, like yeah. uh, fists up in front of his face, like he's the Notre Dame fighting Irish guy. Yeah, fist to go. And he does his weird thing where he brings his elbows together like mm-hmm. he's like you know like kind of makes his v with his arms and that's i don't know i don't i don't know where you're getting your 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 striking from but it's crap um the only thing the guy got you know like you said he's he's had multiple fights he's been fighting consistently so he's actually like able to uh get that ring time and have the pressure on certain people i mean i don't know he's it, it's just not good. I don't see how people are uh, actually losing them, losing to them. Um, but you know they they do. So I don't think he should have won his last fight. He, he said he dropped a illegal elbow in the guy's spine <laughs> against this Jamie Tiggs guy who yeah. he beat with a rear naked choke. Yeah. Okay. Some of these fights have been very interesting. I interviewed this Cameron Cowball guy right here. Um. And then it turned into like a real vicious head kick and stuff. But Cobalt was like five foot five. Yeah, it was super short. Uh, I mean, nothing against the guy, but he kind of looked out of shape. He was there. Definitely to, out of shape because he was the same weight as six foot five rooster. Right. He, he was there to fight, though. He, he get you know he was he was definitely in the fight, and you could de- he just tell he ended up uh, gassing and uh, yeah, you know when you gas, that's that's the time when you can get knocked out. Um, you know, even even uh, a rooster can knock somebody out when they're getting gassed. Okay, so do you have? Um, so I was trying to articulate this in this la- in the last episode. I may have not done uh, the best service to what I was trying to say, but I think fighting someone like Rooster, who say what you will about him, okay, yeah, but he does fight a lot. Right. And he's like going in there and for him this is his fucking Super Bowl. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in his mind he's headed to the UFC type stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost think if you know it's a, everybody says they want to fight Rooster. I've seen so many people comment that they wanted to fight Rooster. Right. Um but then I you know I I I've thought well you get in there with him and like could be fucking awkward as hell. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? He throws some crazy 
kick or something illegal maybe or who knows or even if it's legal uh do you have any specific things you're like looking forward to or, or maybe even worried about with him um uh, not really worried uh, i'm pretty sure he's gonna try to clinch up and throw some knees i got some answers for that but what i look forward to is just i'm, I'm gonna make him bleed <laughs> like he's gonna he's gonna pay for it he wanted to you know he 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 pretty much talked himself into a really ass whooping like if he dies in that ring he dies in that fucking ring i'm gonna, I'm gonna beat his ass okay um before we move on, I would like for you to help me preview some of the other fights on the card. Yeah, I know you've got many teammates, but before we do that, can you give us a specific... Do you have a specific prediction for what will happen in your fight with Blake Kellogg, the the rowdy rooster? Uh, he's going to bleed, and they're going to have to stop me. They're going to have to stop the fight. Stoppage. Yeah. It's going to be a stoppage. Not a submission. No, I don't... What's your rank uh, in jiu-jitsu? I'm, a, I'm a going on a six-year uh, three-stripe blue belt. Okay, I thought you were a purple belt. You're not that a big difference, really, but okay, yeah. But you you train jujitsu regularly, uh, yes. But you've been training as, at least much. at least for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not in there every day. But what I try to tell people, like, if you know, especially at my age, if if you're sitting there doing everything every single day, you you're you're either superhuman or you're wearing your body out. And you're not. You're not. You're not uh, sharpening the specific things that that are the tool. Sharpening the specific tools on your belt, I guess. You know what I mean. Um, sorry, my, I haven't had a whole lot of sleep. You know what I mean. Um, so that was today that your dog was put down. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I put him, put him down. He took his last last breaths in my arms, and and that was literally just a few hours ago. T- uh, noon. Yeah. Wow. So three, three and a half hours ago. Jeez, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I have a dog now, and I've fallen in love with him. Never oh, had a awesome. dog as an adult, but yeah, he's an awesome dog. I just met him as soon as I walked. Oh in. yeah, Donald, you you met him inside down there. He's crazy. <laughs> he bite you a little bit? No, he just okay. came around. Sometimes like, he doesn't. He doesn't with males as much. But if it's a female, he'll just like start attacking your shoes and stuff. But if it's a male, he doesn't really fuck with you quite as much. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so um, I've been training jujitsu uh, quite a while uh, since 2009. Um, uh, Phil's been my jujitsu MMA coach, the real rooster, uh, since um, 2013. Um, so yeah, he's one that promoted me to blue belt, and you know I could probably been you know ranked up. If, you know, I put all the, the time that I put into everything else, including the kickboxing program uh, and the MMA fights and stuff like that, I could have I probably been. Because I see people, you know, people I, I was white belts with, you know, they're brown belts and stuff like that. So, yeah. If, if all you do is jujitsu. Yeah. Four or five days a week. Right. You're going to move up and, you know, yeah. rank. And then a lot of those guys, like, you know, they're good. They're really good. And I can, I can hang with them. But then... You know, come on, let's put on some gloves. Yeah, maybe they don't do that at all. And they just, you know, you see the difference. You know, like my my striking is what you would consider like you know high level compared you know to these high level jujitsu guys. You know what I mean? So, Um, Aaron, I don't know if we've done this before, but you said you started your amateur MMA career when you're age 28. Can you do a quick recap of what brought you to the point of pursuing a I guess, career or hobby in the world of combat sports. Prior yeah. to age 28, what was your experience with fighting like? What sports did you play growing up? 
where you're from, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so um, uh, I was a military brat, um, lived in Italy um, with my dad, and uh, that's when I started. He put me in taekwondo. Um, you know, of course, like, this is like late 80s, early 90s, you know, we had all the the great martial arts films, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Ninja Turtles, you know, of course, Bruce Lee. Um, I was always a big boxing fan, uh, uh, Tyson being one of my favorites. Um, but then, like, uh, you know, end up moving back to the States. Um, and then, really, I remember, like, getting into a fight um, in, in the in the apartment complex with this uh kid he was a, he was about my size but he was a little bit older than me but he he like beat me up so I was like I want to learn you know what these guys on tv know um so I started pursuing it started reading the magazines inside kung fu inside karate uh whatever I get information I get and you'd be surprised like how much of that information like you kind of like misjudge you know you're trying to learn yourself and stuff like that um but then I got into uh, more karate. Actually, uh, Duke Rufus had karate schools in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, before the whole MMA thing. Um, and I ended up going to one of his schools, um, you know, while I was there. Uh, went from that to Kung Fu. Uh, I did Kung Fu for two years. Um, it was all right. You know, I, I thought that was like the martial art that I wanted to learn. Um, and then I got into wrestling in middle school and I found out like, like that was more of a realistic, you know, uh, type of system. Um, you know, and it, it, it showed me what training was actually like, you know, like there's like a big difference of training, uh, wrestling compared to like Taekwondo or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so that was middle school when you jumped into the wrestling. Yeah. Middle school. Um, I wasn't that good, but I st stuck with it. I, I really wanted to play basketball, but I was this country white boy, you know, <laughs> up North. So, you know, they didn't really give me a big chance, even though I, I was really good. I'm still good at basketball, but like, before I was a, a, a fighter, like, I was a basketball player. That's what I did. I played basketball. For the local MMA scene, do you think you're the best basketball player in the city? Ooh, man. All, like, pound for pound? Yeah. What's that mean? <laughs> I mean, like, all around, like... Like there's someone maybe that's bigger than you that, that we don't... Nah, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm getting a little older. Like, uh, okay. I don't skill wise. You're yeah. not like, you yeah. don't run five on five all, all day. Every no, day. but like, you know, I, I cross you. I'm a shoot on you. I got like legitimate skills that, you know, I've been working on since I was, you know, a, a preteen, like that I haven't lost. It's like riding a bike. The big thing is like the conditioning, you know, basketball conditioning is a little bit different, you know what I mean? Compared mm -hmm. to, uh, fighting. So, you know that, you know. But, uh, oh, it, very different animals. Some similarities, but I mean, like, you could train grappling for hours a day and then go play basketball and yeah. get gassed or vice versa. Well, even, I, I, give, I give, like, examples of, or, you know, like, if, if you don't know something in, uh, you know, fighting, like, I, and you know something about basketball, like, I, I'll kind of explain it. Like, you know, when you're fighting, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're using the other person's movement against them. Like, like if you were to cross over, you know what I mean? So okay. lead them this way and go this way. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, stuff like that. And that's kind of like, uh, 
you know, fighting. Like, you throw a feint, you know, you judge their movement, you know, and uh, make them go one way, you throw something else, whatever. You know what I mean? So Footwork in the post. Yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon or even Michael Jordan. Yeah. Guys, like, with real good footwork yeah, for yeah. their back-to-the-basket game. I mean, that's yeah. footwork. And, of course, that's striking. Yeah, and um, I had a really good footwork from basketball itself. I mean, my, my, my legs are getting older. I already broke my ankle. You know, so like, you know, they're not as good as they used to be, but, uh, you know, I still have that. Um, I'd like for someone listening to chime in and, and challenge you to a one on one basketball game. Your son was, I thought, what was up? Yeah. Was oh, yeah. He was supposed to play you, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I forgot about that. He would love to play you, actually. <laughs> he looks good, too. I, He's I, all right. He, he plays a lot. Yeah. I, I, I see the, the videos you post, and like, I know you're super proud as a dad. Man. Super proud. And to be fair, I record the whole thing in little clips, and then I edit out. <laughs> <laughs> to just where he does real good. Yeah. So then I post that. So then everybody's like, holy shit, does he ever miss? Yeah. That's kind of like uh, when people post like themselves training. <laughs> yes. They're not going to show the shitty stuff where they get rocked and look like an idiot <laughs> normally. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, went from... Wrestling in middle school. So that, that's interesting, actually. How much did you wrestle in middle school? How many years? Uh, uh, sixth grade to eighth grade. And then I went into high school um and my freshman year i started varsity for milwaukee trade and technical um on their wrestling team and I oh, okay i wrestled there for um two years and then i got um i had to switch schools because um i got in a big fight uh, with this uh, one guy and like <laughs> i don't know yeah they they had a whole gang like after me like all his friends, what they what they called like you know East Side boys. They were they were from the East Side of uh, Milwaukee, and uh, I uh, this guy was obviously bigger to me at the time, and um, you know I walked him and his friends down to a bus stop and had a padlock uh, like around my middle knuckle, like it was a you know a brass knuckle type thing, and um, you know of course because. You know, I was the only, I was there by myself. You know, he had his boys. You know, like at least I got him try to make it a little bit more fair. So, I dapped him up. Um, you know, did some damage to his orbital socket and whatever. And then the next day, I come in and like, as I'm walking into the school, this this group, this gang, like walks out the other door, and the very last dude. Uh, passes me and looks and says, oh, there he goes. So I just go into the, the cafeteria where you had to wait for, you know, uh, school to start. And they all came in and uh, pretty much, like, surrounded me and, you know, was talking shit. But, you know, there was security there. And uh, right away, security knew something was up. So then they end up transferring me to Hamilton High School, which uh, didn't last too long because um, – uh, I was really in the streets at that point, um, and I committed, you know, some crimes, you know, a lot of, like, burglaries, um, car chases, uh, stolen guns, stuff like that, and I went to prison uh, when I was 17, two weeks after my 17th birthday. As an adult? Yeah. Like an adult prison. Yeah, in, in, Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, you're considered uh, an adult at the age of 17, except if you can't buy cigarettes. But, okay. So it was a combination of, like, Different crimes that put you in for two years? Uh, it wasn't, no, no, not two years. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said that it was. How long were you in? Um, I did a total of seven. Seven what? Years. Seven years total in prison? Yeah, I did I did four. I did a year at boot camp. Got out early. 
um, after four. What do you uh, mean boot camp? Sorry. Uh, they, so uh, in Wisconsin, they have a uh, truth and sentencing, which they, they don't have like a parole board. So you can't go in front of a parole board and get like good time. You know, um, they have programs that you have to complete to be able to get out early. Okay. I was on a six year stretch and uh, I went after three years. Uh, I was eligible to go to this boot camp, which is a six month program, um, which is complete military. Uh, it's really far up north in Wisconsin, uh, St. Croix, actually. Uh, super cold, right next to Minnesota. Um, uh, yeah, you, you wait. It's a wholly different world. You wake up screaming or sounding off, stand by your bed. You go do PT uh, every morning, you know, no matter how cold it is. Uh, you go on a work run, uh, which uh, if it snows out, you know, you, you do sh- uh, snow runs, what they call them. And it basically, you had to follow behind a van with your snow shovel. And as, as you hit a driveway, you shovel out the driveway and keep up with the van. Damn. So, it, yeah, it was pretty intense. And uh, Seven years all at once? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I'm sorry. At the boot camp was my uh, early release program. So after I was supposed to do six months, I ended up doing a year because I had to do a restart after giving somebody an extra cookie. And uh, they told you were working on, in a kitchen or something. Yeah. Okay. They told on me, and uh, they I had to do another six months. Damn. Yeah. So that 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 sucked. That was a a whole different weird part of my life. And then, um, but I got out, and that was the first time I've ever I had ever like been on my own. You know, like I grew up. You know, obviously with my parents. You know, taking care of me and whatnot. And then, you know, doing four years, the state was taking care of me. And now all of a sudden I'm out on my own and didn't know how to get a job. Nobody would give you opportunities to get a job. And it was just bad. So I got back into selling, you know, drugs and stuff. In Milwaukee? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, at this point, it's it was Racine, which is right under Milwaukee. Um, yeah. The, I ended up having to stay there because my, my parents moved from Milwaukee back to uh, Kentucky. Um, so I had to stay there, do do my other time, because I had time, I had to do outside, like, you know, pr- pr- parole, basically. Um, so you got back into selling drugs? Got back into selling mind, drugs. Mind if I ask what kind of drugs? Uh, cocaine, weed, you know, I didn't, I don't, didn't really know any other, you know, crazy stuff. Or no anything. meth, no heroin. No, never been around any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it was just you know I I knew I, I actually you know started doing a, a tattoo apprenticeship and and the people I was doing tattoo apprenticeships with they were you know like uh, Latin kings um, so they had a, a, a you know good plug on some really good cocaine um, yeah that's just how I end up putting money in my pocket and uh, end up getting caught. Um, uh, got rep revoked on my, uh, extended supervision. So I had to go back, um, for, uh, three more years, um, which I end up figuring everything out in the system. Like as far as, uh, what I needed to do to come out different. Um, and I end up, I end up, uh, putting myself or, you know, doing good, getting myself into a minimum camp where I was, like, out in the community working and stuff. 
and uh, I, I put myself in a, a you know a actual apprenticeship to you know for uh, labor you know for the the trades and stuff. End up getting a job working at J.W. Peters in a pre-stress, pre-cast concrete where I was in the Teamsters Union. And, uh, I mean, I saved up like 10 grand and then end up getting out. And, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, I knew, like, during that whole time, though, like, I... I, I had started watching, like, UFC, or not, not UFC, but, like, the stuff they would show, like, on, uh you know, K or regular TV and stuff, like, uh what was the, what was the, the one where they had, like, team, MMA teams, uh, I, I can't think of it, but Bodog was one of them, okay. uh, you know, I, and I didn't know UFC was actual like fighting at first you know i didn't i didn't know that's what it was i thought it was like a professional wrestling promotion you like know it was I, fake yeah i didn't well i just never watched it okay so i didn't i didn't pay attention to it because i just didn't know it was there but um yeah so that's when i started really getting the interest of uh mma um i think uh 2008 the recession hit yep uh i got laid off and um i had a, a choice they were gonna pay for me to go uh to school for civil engineering under a dislocated work dislocated workers program but um i decided to do art instead i went i went to uh, madison media institute for uh, graphic design and uh entertainment business I've seen you do like on the everything Big Brother stuff and different things. You're, yeah, you're a photographer, photographer, but you also like diff not just photography, like videography. I assume, right? Yeah, whatever the verbiage would be, but all sorts of artsy stuff. Yeah, and then that's that's basically what my career is. Like I'm in production now. Like okay. I, I do product live production for uh, corporate events, festivals. Um, concerts the big expo the next one up here is the farm machinery show i'm i'm doing that i'm setting up uh uh 30 by uh 10 by or 20 by 30 led wall um so like i put that up program it you know make sure that it all works and then uh i'll also work shows you know i'll run camera for shows my fa my favorite uh thing to do is work louder than life uh, um, I'm usually the camera operator. Like, Didn't I see a video? Was it who was it? With not Deftones, Shine Down. Okay, Shine Down. Where you were up there with them? Yeah, Shine yeah. Down brought me up on stage. Yes. That was amazing. That was, I mean, like, I don't know, like you know, I grew up with these people, like idolizing, like these were like my heroes. Besides, you know, the fighters and stuff, like the the the, the rock and roll artists and, and you know the uh, hip hop artists and stuff. And I mean, like, I've gotten in front of like some of my heroes face and they've acknowledged me you know like jonathan davis you know what i mean from corn mm -hmm. like you know just in his face with a camera and he and he knows like i'm a fan and he's like you know you know winking and giving me daps and stuff and uh bring their horizon you know i was in their face that was tight uh, i don't know it was just so many so many bands all the time uh, during louder in life like i I want I want to be part of the content team for DWP Danny Wimmer presents. You know they got they got uh, festivals across the country that you know are you know mainly rock, but you know all you know, all over the place. And they bring in so many um, just 
you know, big names and it's just you know, amazing. I just wanted, I'm going to end up when, when I'm done fighting and stuff that that's all I'm going to do is, you know, creating. You still teach kickboxing or Muay Thai kickboxing? Yeah. yeah. I'm a still, I'm still a teacher. How, how many days a week do you teach? I teach two days a week. Um, what like, days? Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. But like I tell everybody, like Muay Thai is every day. You do Muay Thai all the time. You 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 don't just do it when the class is going. You know what I mean? Like you do it all the time. So you come in Tuesdays and Thursdays. You get the tools. You get you get the tools that you need to to start developing yourself as a fighter. Um, you you get uh, looks to you know some sparring and stuff like that. And then the rest of the time it's up to you. What do you you know? You want to work on your kicks. You need to work on your kicks. You need to work on your clinching. You want to go get some different looks at a different gym doing some kickboxing. You know, go to, go to Two Brothers. Go to go to Triumph. Go go to uh, uh, real fighters. You know, like whatever. You know, but then you know you it's. That's just how it is. You you come back and you get your tools. Um. Uh, yeah. The. So you 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 ended up doing seven years total. You have it's been some time since you've been in legal trouble. Now. Oh yeah, I mean, I I got in trouble in two thousand and one, and um, I was like I said, I was seventeen two thousand one, and I mean, I don't know, two thousand and twelve. I think it was everything. All done. So 11 years now. Yeah. You've kind of been out of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the system and whatnot. But that was the thing. Um, so I put myself in college. And I put myself through college doing doing the production stuff. Um, at the same time, I know I needed something to focus on to keep me out of you know trouble, to keep me away from... Because you had already experienced once getting out and then going back in. And you must have been like... Man, that yeah. fucking sucked. Yeah. Should yeah. have avoided that. Yeah. So then this time you devoted yourself to what? What kept you out? Uh, uh, school, um, having a goal, and then also I went to um, start doing MMA, um, which the my first school was uh, Kim White Tiger in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, he, he's more of a Hapkido um, slash uh, Kyushin Karate type um guy he's a korean dude you know he has like uh world uh championships for those things you know what i mean um so uh, he started also you know showing mma like because there's you know he would take different things from all the different martial arts and like put them together and we you know i started that's when i started learning you know basic jujitsu and most of the jujitsu he knew was more like Japanese style jujitsu. It's almost kind of like judo in some ways. Yeah, like you know, you get your you know uh, hip toss, whatever, and you're doing arm locks from like a standing position, mm. you know, stuff like that. Kind of like some of the like hoist Gracie type stuff. Yeah, where it's less of like on the ground completely. It's more a hybrid of takedown and then doing right. If right. there's a submission, it's real quick after the takedown. Right. Exactly. And then, uh, so I, I uh, graduated college. <clears throat> um, I had a business going on, a photography studio. That wasn't doing good. Um, also, the, the legal problems were ending. And that's when I decided to uh, make a move back to Louisville in uh, 2012. And um, I knew I wanted to find a legit gym um so i started researching them 
Uh, actually, I talked to uh, a couple of the guys at Louisville MMA because they they were doing security with my my father, um, so he put me in contact with them right away. But they 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 weren't about like accepting like newer people, um, so they they kind of put me on like all right here's here's the gyms around here, and which uh, Derby City uh, was the main one that stuck out to me. Um, it was either that or Bad Dog, but then. I don't know, Bad Dog just didn't feel um, quite what I wanted, so I ended up going to Derby City. Um, yeah, I just haven't stopped training since then, 2012. So I'm curious, you said that they, they, they and not tr- you know, trying to stir shit up, but you said that they didn't have, they didn't like ha- taking new people at the time. Is it Louisville MMA? Yeah, Louisville MMA, at least that's what the, the guy, you know, told me. I forgot who it was. Um yeah, they just weren't, they, you know, he just, yeah, we don't really, you know, take, you know, accept new people because you know, we're more of a fight team. I think you need a, something more of a, a basic um, oh, okay, okay. knowledge and stuff like that. So you had done martial arts prior to that, but like how much time had you spent like training as an MMA fighter? Pretty right. minimal prior to Louisville. Yeah, yeah. Is no, that accurate? Am uh, I exaggerating? From 2009 to 2012, I was training MMA, but it wasn't, you know, like a MMA school. You know what I mean? It was it was mainly a Taekwondo school. We would come in afterwards, and you know there would be like three or four of us, you know, at most, you know. Okay, and and your wrestling background, you ended up wrestling a total of uh, three, four, five, five, five years. Okay, yeah, from sixth grade to tenth grade or uh, 11th grade it's got to be pretty valuable for you yeah yeah I mean, to at least have a foundation doesn't mean you can keep up with oh yeah the best wrestlers out there you no, know yeah. obviously but i mean to have some foundation of wrestling i think is of course pretty good yeah yeah no i i feel like i have a pretty good foundation in wrestling um you know um i like to do a lot more wrestling off the wall nowadays but um you know i look at some of these guys I mean, I'll even go with some of them, and I'm like, God, damn, they just run through me. Wrestling-wise. I mean? Yeah, wrestling. I'm like, man. Yeah. And, like, There's definitely levels. There's levels in everything, but, like, the wrestling thing is, like, yeah. someone can – there's a guy I trained jiu-jitsu with, and he was a college wrestler. But right. He could shoot a double from, like, across the room and just lower his level five, ten feet away from me, sprint at me, and I can't even get away. Right. Type shit. I'm probably exaggerating a little, but – no, yeah. I, Not I much. Get, I'm like, what in the fuck? How do I get away from this? Yeah, those, some. I mean, my shot used to be really low and deep like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I know. I see guys is yeah, because shoot looks like they're on some dish open on a floor. You know yeah. what I mean? Just sliding across the floor. Do you have a favorite takedown for wrestling? <clears throat> from your wrestling days? Maybe it's different today, but. I mean, I was just uh, always classic uh, double single leg. Okay. You know, double double leg or single leg, like uh, those are. So you'd shoot not knowing which one you'd get. Maybe you'd get yeah. one leg or two legs, and, and, and it I, doesn't matter. You're I shooting would, and you're getting one or the other. Yeah, I would. I, my double leg was kind of awkward because, I mean, it would throw it would kind of it would throw people off because I would, I would slam towards the way where my head was. So I, I pick people my head would be on the right side and mm. I'd slam them on the right side instead of using my head to to turn them to the other side. I don't know why I used to do that, but it was a, a bad habit and my coaches used to yell at me, but I would get the takedown so they couldn't be too mad. Do you still do that takedown? 
Um, Sometimes. No, not not like that. I mean, I still hit the double leg for sure. Um, I like I like the high crotch. Um, the high crotches. I just I just like put people in the air. That's that's fun for sure. Um, but uh, if I can't pitch in the air, it's you know probably gonna be a a, a single leg. Okay. Um. So. Your prediction for your fight against Blake Kellogg, the Rowdy Rooster, is some type of a stoppage, not a submission. You're not trying to get a, a rear naked choke. No, nah, I'm trying to hurt him. Would you pass up on a submission? If you could get a win, you saw his neck out there, would you choke him? Or are you really you wanting to get just a strike, striking stoppage win? He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna pay for it. I mean, like, For being disrespectful to you. Well, yeah, but if, the, if I'm... If there's a, a submission there, he's he's catching punches first. Okay. Like, I'm going to beat him into submission. I'm not just going to um, go for the submission. All right. Um, can you help me do some previewing? Actually, let's start at the bottom of this card. Okay. You tell me who you're familiar with. Of course, we'll start at the fight listed according to Tapology as of today, which is once again February 1st, so four days out. Um, or what three? You know, three days. I mean, that's pretty yeah, close. Pretty close. But Christian Floyd against Joshua Wade. Of course, Christian is your teammate. What yeah. do we have to look forward from this fight in your eyes? I mean, Christian's has been putting the work. He's been hungry. He ended up getting hurt um, not too long ago and uh, had a pull out of a or well, couldn't fight because he was hurt. So uh, he actually dislocated his shoulder. That's what it was. Um, but he 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 trained the whole time, and he's just been hungry. He's just he wants this fight. He would take any fight, really. Um, but yeah, I've I've worked uh, real close with him as far as striking. Um, he's a beast um, in jujitsu. You know, Phillips been putting a lot of time in with him. You know, um, yeah, that that kid's gonna go pro uh, and, and actually go places. Um, I would say definitely look out for Christian Floyd. Okay. Up next, we have Travis Hudson versus Jackie Stevens. Um, I don't know. Have you ever done any training with Travis Hudson? He's Louisville Combat Academy guy. Has trained a lot recently with Derby City. Um, I, I but, haven't trained with I think I've seen him. Yeah. Um, Re really tough fighter. He's been real good for – he's only really been training MMA now, I think – like, let me take a look. I want to make sure I don't misquote this. My sense of time's all fucked up. I think it's like he took his first fight, I think, with like six months of training altogether. So I think he's oh, probably right. at about two and a half years total of training now, something along those lines. But he's looking real good lately. And that was his first. I mean, he started fighting with uh, Louisville Combat Academy, right? Correct. Away. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, AJ. Brandon, which I know you you guys got a real big beef. Yeah, I'm, please, I'm not a fan of Brandon Bishop. <laughs> no, and the uh, the Fergusons. I mean, the, that's a solid that's a solid solid squad to learn from anybody. And I know that those guys, they're like, "Oh, you want to fight? Okay, well here, go ahead, yeah, do it." You know, some other schools are gonna be like, "All right, you know, you gotta you gotta do year this, year that." I mean, uh, shit. When Derek owned uh, Derby City, you know, I was I was about to get a fight, and Chewy was looking to get me a fight, and I told Derek, um, Derek who? Oh, fuck, I forgot his I forgot his uh, last name, but he used to own 
Uh, Wasn't there two brothers who owned it? No, I don't know. I'm mixing them up. But anyways. Yeah, well, anyway, so uh, I told him that, hey, I need some shorts. I, you know, I'm about to fight. I'm about to get a fight. And he was like, what? No, you're not. You got to do a gauntlet. You got to you got to do this. You got to you got to you got to go through this. And I was like, oh, you know, like I, I had put my heart into getting ready to fight, you know, like that first fight, you know, like you it's it's something special. You know what I mean? And you invest, especially when you're training, you know, and I put a, I put about a year in training and I was ready to fight. And uh, he kind of like uh, took a dump on my my dreams and uh, around that time that's when uh, the Fergusons left Derby City and uh, they kind of took me with them and uh, ended up at 502. Okay. Uh, so I'll predict Travis Hudson I, I think is looking really lean really good right now so I would think he's gonna his record's gonna go from 1-2 and two to 2-2. Two and two. I'll say maybe first round stoppage for that. Up next we have Blake Alvey versus Nick Rumor. Um, tell us about Blake Alvey. Man, Blake has been with us since he was like 14. Uh, I mean, been training like a man since he's like 16. Uh, I mean, he has a couple losses, but th- this this kid is incredibly strong. Wow, that guy who beat him last time's five and zero is an amateur. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so there's some experienced amateurs to beat him in his most recent two fights. Yeah, I mean, they're, they, that's the only way they're going to beat him. Like, they, I don't know, he's he's so focused. He he knows what he's done wrong, and he, he knows what he needs to do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a uh, stoppage, um, but if not, he'll probably end up getting the submission. Okay, up next we have Landon Crafton versus Marcus your Buseran? Uh yeah, I don't know Marcus, but Landon, man, this this is this is what they you know, when they say like dynamite comes in small packages. Mm-hmm. Like this is Landon. Landon's dynamite. That kid uh apparently I didn't even know he was a wrestler, but uh he he fights and trains out of uh AFS and uh um, I sparred with him a couple times. Um, oh, did you? Very cool. Yeah, we don't I mean we don't go hard or anything, but like, but you got to train with him, so yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and his technique is there, and uh, he also has the aggression, and he has he has what the dog. He has the dog. Um, that kid, he's really good. I don't I don't know what to say about his opponent, but uh, be careful. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would. I would That'd be your that. suggestion. Yeah. to uh, Marcus is to be careful against Landon. Yeah. All right, up next we have a, a female fight. Looks like we got two female fights on this card. We have uh, Audrey Warren against Alexa Edmonds. You familiar with either of these ladies? I'm not. No, neither am I. Uh, but what the fans, the yeah, it says here Alexa Edmonds is fighting out of Kansas. Marathon MMA, hmm. which is in Overland Park, Kansas. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like they got some serious uh, pro MMA fighters out of that gym. Um, fighting against, that's Alexa Edmonds against Audrey Warren. Audrey is fighting out of Indiana. This is her debut fight, so that'll be interesting. It's always exciting for the fans, the crowd, to watch a female fight. Yeah, and it, it's kind of crazy. Like, she's fighting all the way out from Kansas. Like, it, you know, it must, it's just, it must be hard for, you know, some of the, the female fighters to actually get fights, so they have to, like 
do those things. And like, yeah, that seems to be the case. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Is you'll talk to Gina uh, Elliot or Linda, yeah. and and they're like, oh yeah, it's not easy to find fights. Yeah, so at the highest level, like PFL or you know whatever it is, Invicta. Yeah, Invicta. Um, something like that. They, obviously, they have a lot. Right. But while you're trying to get up there, I think it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It has to be hard. Okay, so then up next we have a guy named Zo- Zoe. Uh, I'm guessing that's a, ch- a, a Chinese name. What What would you guess that name is? Zoe Magnia. It's spelled Mongolian. Z. Mongolian. Okay, okay. Z-O-U-A-O-U-I is the first name. Then M-A-G-H-N-I-A. Shit, he's 43 years old. Damn. Interesting. Wow. So he's fighting Sergio Martinez. That's Sir- his first fight, too. That's according to Tapology. Who knows? You know, yeah. it could be that he had fights a long time ago at forty three, right. before Tapology was uh, kind of controlling everything. Dale Ray, <laughs> similar to Dale Ray. You know, Dale Ray has like twenty five undocumented fights. Yeah, that he won every single one of. Yeah, you pop. He's pop people's faces. Yep. <laughs> It's all true. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting against Sergio Martinez. Sergio Martinez is fighting out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, it says. Okay. That's high-intensity combat sports under coach Donnie Wallace. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Donnie Wallace. Yeah, Donnie's he good He just people. had a, a good grappling match recently, too. Yeah, I like Donnie. Yeah, I haven't really, you know, talked to him, talked to him, but, you know, he usually talks to Phil and, like, just listening to him. I like, I, I like the guy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, we have... Eden Alexander against Caitlin Abernathy. Uh, two debut fighters. Caitlin, it looks like, is coming from Alabama. She's 25 years old. Um, Maverick. Maverick Training Center in Huntsville, Alabama. will be fighting against Eden Alexander. Fighting, out, of course, out of Derby City MMA. This is her amateur debut. So nice. I, I know people have been talking. I've heard from Ben Fowler for quite some time that Eden Alexander is a a beast of a female fighter. It looks okay. like that's at 135. So. Yeah, if, if Ben says, yeah. I, I take his word for it. Yeah, I, that's I mean, kind of my policy. I don't think Ben Ben wouldn't just put anybody out there like that, you know, and he really cares about his fighters, and um, he really puts in the time to, you know, make sure that they're pre- well prepared. So, um, yeah, I, I look, look forward to Eden. All right, up next we have Jacob Yancey against Samuel Woods. Of course, Casey Samuel Woods. Casey Woods. Yeah. You fought Casey. Yeah. He's yeah. two and five. Jacob Yancey is making his amateur debut, fighting out of Area 502. 502. Yep. What do, what do we know about Jacob Yancey? Uh, Jacob is a um, – he has a base as a wrestler. Um, he just had his first kickboxing match um, – uh, and has also had is had the first win for Triple uh, A kickboxing, um, um, and for that, in preparation for that, he lost like thirty pounds to be able to to fight at two hundred five, and that was a hell of a fight. Um, oh man, sorry, I forgot. I forget people's names, but uh, the guy he fought was out of a uh, league kickboxing academy. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're legit, you know what I mean? Chris Christman out there, um, uh, and the guy I had a, um, exhibition match with Derek Smith, you know, he's probably one of the best Muay Thai fighters in the state. 
Um, he actually has a championship fight for Kings of Kickboxing uh, this March 11th. But uh, yeah, so Jacob, you know, put in the work. He's 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 dedicated, and actually, he's fighting uh, after this March 11th. He's fighting Jake McGinnis. Uh, kings of kickboxing oh wow so that is going to be a hell of a fight too so keep your eyes um, peeled for jacob yancey yeah going forward yeah sounds like he's very active yeah he's going to be active i mean he's just now starting and he's gonna you know he's gonna continue he, this kid he's hungry you know he 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 has that wrestler mentality and uh, he's not scared to, to scrap so um you know, I, I, I like Casey Woods. Like, you know, he's a good guy. Is he? Yeah, he's super funny, super cool. You know, I really didn't, uh, you know, talk before the fight. Like, he, you know, kind of got to talking to me, and I was like, fuck. You know, like, you don't, I, I don't like fighting anybody that I, I like. You know what I mean? It's not really the thing for me. So that was, you know, kind of weird. But, um, he has a real awkward, uh, long stance, kind of similar to uh, um, uh, the rooster. So, oh, okay. Um, I found it kind of odd. I mean, like he, you know how you were talking about the kid shooting across the room? Yeah. Like Casey Woods has this jab from across the room. Like he was standing so far away from me and then hit me with a jab. And I was like, "How did how did he hit me? He was so far away from really. me." So he's pretty long, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that of how course. Tall is, how tall is he? Six foot two, according to Tapology. So maybe he even has long, long arms beyond that. Yeah, but six twos. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good size for what is it? One eighty five. All right. So next fight, Dylan Vincent against Michael Ritchie. Of course, Dylan's your teammate. I yeah. love Dylan. You already know the alley cat. You know, the alley cat. He's really likable guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I fucking loved his first fight. Yeah. That was cool. It was was a a jujitsu guy (laughs) against a wrestler. He got fucking dropped on his head a couple times. Yeah. Right? Suplex. Didn't he? I think at least once real hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But he came back and got a win. Stoppage win. Yeah. The thing about Dylan, he's, he's, you can't really, you have to put him out. You, you, You can't, you can't, uh, you can't, you know, kind of beat him you have to like beat him beat him like he's he's not he's not uh, easy for anybody he's not you know anybody in the gym that rolls with him it's not easy for him jordan will roll with him you know big jordan tennyson you know what i mean like <laughs> dylan is not easy you know what i mean and he has that uh you know fighter spirit you know live by a sword die by the sword um, and he trains like every fucking day, doesn't he? Oh yeah, I mean he uh, works at the gym. Um, so uh, he actually, so this is cool. He uh, started at the gym, and when he started at the gym, he had an engineer job. He was he's an engineer. Um, he would like survey the the uh, bridges and stuff, make sure like you know no no structural uh damage it was around you know stuff like that you know some smart guy shit and uh he hated it he didn't like the the office life and he saw he you know his bosses you know would see him come in with like black eyes and stuff and you know and it was kind of like the fight club effect and you know they would try to use their position to um you know whatever kind of uh be over him you know kind of punk him you know just because they work for him or he works for him 
and he was like fuck that and he quit and now he's pursuing a life of a fighter i asked him on there i was like do you sometimes see people living the lifestyle of the career you were pursuing and are you ever a little jealous He's like, fuck, no. Like, yeah. just definitively. <laughs> yeah. What? What is that kind of bullshit question is that? Like, he gets to do whatever he wants all day. Right. Which is train. Yeah. And hang out with people he likes yeah. and shit like that. So I, I, I think that's a cool testament about the... Um, it's corny. This is super corny, but it's true. Like, if you train a lot and you're in a structured routine with people that you like, that's pretty pretty good recipe to have a, a fulfilling life, I yeah. would say. just be happy. Yeah, just be happy and healthy. Yeah. It's that's that's all you need, man. I mean, like we're all not all made out of money, you know. But you know, at, at over at five hundred two, when we're in there, you know, we're all we're all pretty happy. All right, up next we have uh, a Torian Cook against Jordan Gast. A Torian is sitting at three and zero. Louisville oh. Combat Academy fighter. Yeah, love AD. Big fan of his. Yeah, he's he's a monster too. I love watching that kid. Uh, fight didn't he have that uh, uppercut knockout um what was it I think he did against Eichelberger yes yeah that was in the first round yeah yep yep he's tough man he's like a really nice guy who's like a real good training partner um but like you know like when it's time to turn it on and really go like real intense, he's real good at that. Yeah. But he's also real good at like, does that make sense? Yeah. No, like being sure. a real good training partner and working technique and not having a huge ego. Yeah. But then if necessary, you know, obviously you're pursuing a career as a, a cage fighter, he's able to turn it on. So I'm going to have to say, I'll predict AD moves to four and up next. Tussle Connor jr. Against Alexia Tunin. You're familiar with Tussle Connor. He's sitting at one and two as a pro. Yeah. A uh, uh, Tunin. I commentated just one of his fights. Okay. And that's when he fought against um against um where is this i'm all mixed up where's rob mooney was it amateur didn't he fight mooney oh no there it is right here okay oh yeah yeah back in 2018 mooney came back for one fight oh that guy yeah he uh he basically just held him for a while and then uh, start dropping elbows. On yeah, I think maybe, and maybe a kick, or I, don't, I forget exactly what it was that finished it, but yeah. it was that's what I know. A tune in, a tune is three and three against Tussle Connor Jr. Okay. So that should be a good fight. Then we have Derek Albright against Chris Myers. You familiar with those guys? Both debut pros. Uh, yeah, I, I should be. Um, let me see, Derek. Albright. It's 145 pounds. Albright is fighting out of Missouri. He was six and one as an amateur. And then um, Chris Myers. Chris Myers is was eleven and fifteen as an amateur. He's thirty two years old. Did he fight? Um, did he fight Bruce? EJ? I don't see it on his record. Could have a long time ago. I'd have been pro. Robbie Malouf back in two thousand eleven. So it wouldn't have been pro because this is his pro debut. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. So never Chris mind. Myers. Okay, else. so moving right along, we got Ryan Santana. At 1-0, 155 pounder out of Ohio, demolition fight team. Okay, yeah. Um, is fighting against a guy named Davion Trotter, fighting out of Missouri. He was 6-5 and five as an amateur. Most recently, he beat Nicholas Mondelli, who we are familiar with, who's also on the card. Okay. Um, up next, we have two more pro debut guys. We have Tien Din uh, making his... Uh, uh, Pro debut 
against Nicholas Mondelli. Does he only got two amateur fights? That's what it looked like. You never really know, but it says he's 27. That that almost makes me fighting out of Murray, Kentucky. That almost makes me think he was like a college wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes, now I'm, I may be assuming uh, or guessing, but, uh, uh, you know, if someone barely has any amateur fights and jumps right into the pros, right. in my experience, it seems to be that they like were a pro boxer right. or something like that. Okay. Um, all right. So then we got, that's Nicholas Mondelli against Dean. That should be a good one. Nicholas yeah. Mondelli is always like, a, a fan like favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. That was cool when he talked shit to Wilder, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> bite your lip at Don't me. Don't bite your fucking lip at me or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Wilder is my, my fucking guy. Like, Lamb down, uh, Wilder. Like Cubans are funny. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Cubans are funny. If you hang out with a bunch of Cubans, they're like loud and oh, very, very, funny. very affectionate. Yeah, Man, yeah. Wilder gets if he gets drunk and he's around, he loves everybody, you know. But he's like a lot know, of hugs and stuff. Hugs, kisses, you know, slaps on the butt. You know, you're like, come on, man, it's not supposed to tickle, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I get it. Everyone has their own, you know, their own thing, and Wilder. Apparently, he likes to get pretty wild when he drinks. <laughs> uh, up next, we have a pro fight. Justin Thompson fighting out at Lexington, 24-year-old. Um, was 4-4 four and four in his amateur MMA career, making his pro debut. Actually, 4-5, and five, I'm sorry. 24 against, years old. Yeah, Tyler Stevens at 135 pounds. Tyler Stevens out of Alabama. Amateur record of 9-4. and four. Wow. Okay. Nice. Then we have a couple grappling matchups. We have Matt Harrison, black belt out of Derby City. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool and really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. the scarecrow. Yep. Against Todd Pickett. Uh, Todd trains at, at uh, Louisville Combat Academy, yeah. but also at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky. Okay. So that's at 170 pounds. That should be an interesting matchup. It's technically a blue belt. Todd's technically, he is, a, I shouldn't say technically. He's a blue belt yeah. against Matt, but he like competes a lot and. Right, his beaten. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. When when it comes to the competition, I feel like it, it doesn't always matter what what belt you are. Yeah, I'm a purple belt, and Todd fucks me up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I started training with him when he was 15. Okay. I think he's like 20 or 21 now. And I remember I, right when he started, like submitting him and stuff, and meant being like, "This guy tries real hard." Right. And then as he grew up and, and then turned into a man, and eventually, it's just can't do shit. With yeah, that guy. I, I. I haven't trained with them. I've seen him around the the circuit, um, and uh, he just looks like a you know a, a really strong kid that you know has some skill behind it. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, we, would you say he was out of who's that combat academy? Yeah, Todd yeah. trains uh, for his MMA at Louisville Combat Academy. Also does jujitsu at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu yeah, Kentucky. Gracie. Yeah. yeah, so Todd's a beast. That should be an interesting matchup. And then we have Cameron Sullivan, who I interviewed previewing this matchup against Nathan Haddad. That's the grappling match, right? That's the grappling match. Now, Todd Pickett against Matt Harrison also grappling is grappling. But Cameron Sullivan, more of a leg lock guy against Nathan Haddad, who's like a top 10 ranked brown belt yeah. in the world. Right. Um, I mean, that's cool. I would like to see uh, Nathan do more MMA. Yeah. And, you know, like he's he's good. Uh, yeah. I think he's 2-0 and in his amateur MMA career. Yeah. Two and zero, both first round stoppage wins. Um, but I, you never know what's the the long term goals for someone like Nathan Haddad because yeah. sometimes you can make a lot of money out of um, jujitsu. Yeah, if you're doing it the right way. He spent a lot of time with Donahue, uh, Gordon Ryan, shit like that. So right. 
what's the most lucrative right. and going to minimize like damage to your head maybe yeah so. and uh, you know i'm sure his dad you know is there to guide him and help him and yeah. like hey you, you know this is what uh you, you need to start working towards if you want to achieve stuff so like uh, you know core core uh is good at that you know that they, they got really good people and uh uh people that are going to direct you into the the right way agreed core is a uh, a bunch of bunch of beasts they got a lot of badass black belts over there yeah 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 i mean i'm i'm super happy that um uh derek uh and sean are doing their thing with two brothers but it was kind of I kind of didn't like uh, that, you know, they all split up, you know, that was kind of a, um, whatever, a weird thing. But um, I'm like I said, I'm still glad that they they got their own stuff, too, you know, because I just felt like core with with Derek um, and Sean being, you know, the kickboxing coaches, like they're super strong MMA school. Um, not to say that they're not now. Yeah, I think Barbro uh, leads some of the kickboxing classes. And, okay. You know, he's I think a brown belt himself, okay. but also I think two and O or three and O amateur MMA. So he's they've still got the balls. You know, they've got the ball rolling there with everything: right. boxing, jujitsu. Oh yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Abdullah, right? Abdul Jarvis. Abdul Jarvis. Yeah, yeah that would a, be their boxing coach. Yeah, yeah, he's super legit. Um, I mean, one of the legends around here for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, main event, according to Tapology, is Danny Moore, who's 0-3 as a pro. Let's look at Danny Moore. It would be cool as fuck if Moppin got a win, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. He's 0-3. He was 3-2 and two as an amateur. Okay. Okay. 32-year-old Danny Moore, five foot eight. Who did, who's he? Who's he lost against? I mean, why is he at three? Yeah, he lost to Zach Bartelli, who's one and one in his pro career. He also lost to Justin Street, who's four and five in his pro career, and he lost to Mike Johnson, who's five and seven. Okay. So you never know, really. Yeah, they could still be a beast on it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, should, I mean, even myself, like you know, I've got losses, and I mean, I feel like everybody that I've lost to are. are beast you know like really good guys are really good fighters so um yeah i mean you can't really i actually just had, uh during uh some of that um argument online uh uh one of some some random rando uh was like uh who are these two guys fighting you know none of them have any skills and all this other stuff and it was like a fake account i was like judging based off your account you know you're probably a pedophile so I don't know. Then he, you know, started going off. Well, your 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 records bullshit. You're gonna lose. And I'm like, you you ain't got no striking. And I'm like, if you know me, you know anybody knows me knows I love to strike. And like, mm -hmm. if I don't have anything, I got I got some striking ability. So I you know I don't listen to those. It's people. funny to get random people. That's why I like that B2 has grown so much. Is because random people legitimately follow them and then comment and you look at the comments you're like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> yeah. and it's exciting right it's yeah. at least not boring right people talking shit to each other you know yeah it, it's evolved like how this shit talking has um you know you from what it used to be you know it used to be like you know two fighters be like you know fuck you no fuck on their you. walls yeah on their walls yes. and then be like hold on let's drag brandon hard rock into this and set it up then you know but now it's yeah it's just 
Okay, yes. People I love it. Shit. So hopefully Nicholas Maupin. Yeah, he's been training real hard. Can, can uh, get a win in the main event. It says main event on Tapology. Got to love Maupin. Yeah, Maupin, Maupin's a warrior, man. Okay. Um, fear the beard. I appreciate you coming on, Aaron. Who? So Phil Perkins will be cornering you. Who will be your other corner, you think? Um, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I don't know if uh, Coach Aaron Sheckles will be there. Uh, I know he ha- he has some stuff going on with his guys, um, you know, boxing. They got some boxing matches coming up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not sure. hopefully if he's not there, maybe Blake O'Neal. Yeah, I can't go wrong there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, all, I, all I really need, you know, Coach Phil, you know, my brother, my, my friend, my, my coach, you know, my, my teammate, you know. He's been there for me and um, – He's built this place that, um, you know, I don't know where I'd be otherwise. You know, uh, we have a home where where we could go, and uh, basically it's a church. You know, you you, you go, you don't think about, um, you know, the stuff on the outside, and um, yeah, you just it's kind of a, a meditation um, church style thing you know what i mean like you, you know you go to church to to what feel better you know uh get some comfort you know like uh, i feel comfortable and, and and uh uh my mind is relaxed when i'm like punching the bag you know when when i'm like hanging out with my friends doing jujitsu and you know we're hitting each other in the face and stuff like you know it's like uh that's our church it's my church you know uh, where I go to kind of ease the pain. Uh, let me show you this. This is kind of cool. Um, I got a video um, from last night. Uh, what do you got here? Let me show you quick. Looks like a jujitsu class. Is that a jujitsu class? Uh, or striking? It's actually. Our, it, this is actually open mat yesterday because okay. we had all the the ice and stuff. So I usually teach, you know, that day. So we just did an open mat um, and, Tuesday night. Yep. Yeah, and it's like fight week too. So, um, you know, we're all just kind of just uh, preparing for it. But uh, got a video here of the you guys trying to take the picture. I assume is what it was. What's this on top? Who's that up there? That's it's Blake Alvey. Oh shit! Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he climbed up above everybody. Yeah. So uh, Alex <laughs> said that uh, you know there's only a couple things you know in life you know, that are you know exactly like death, taxes, and Blake Alvey getting on the wall. <laughs> Is that right? He's always climbing. Yeah, he always gets up there. But so if if you notice right here, right between me and Phil, that's my my dog Johnny. Be good. Oh damn! And and you knew that that was probably one of his last days. Yeah. Wow. Cancer. Damn. It's playing. It's damn, man. He looked happy. Yeah. Good to put him down before he's in a lot of pain and shit, right? Yeah. He, you know, he's had uh, cancer for at least a month. And, um, um, he just hasn't been he hasn't been eating, you know, and and uh he you know, he'll drink water and move and stuff and, and you know, you could just see him dwindling and it was you know, rough and, uh yeah. I hopefully did the best thing for him. And I'm sure you did, man. That's a 
difficult thing. My mom's going through that with one of her huskies has cancer. Lost like a bunch of weight within the span of a few weeks. Lost yeah. like 15 pounds. Yeah. And brought him in and a couple different vets. And then it turns out cancer. Shit's sad. I can't imagine. My Boston Donald's like turns one on Saturday actually when you're fighting. Right. And so hopefully we've got him for many more years. But yeah. we've become so attached to him. Yeah. My wife Yanni and I have talked about like to be super sad if he died. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine like, you know, somebody who actually has like a kid, you know, yeah. their kid, you know, ends up with cancer. Jesus. That that's knock on wood. That I haven't had to go through anything like you know what I mean? That yeah. sounds real rough. Yeah. I had a friend who died when I was like nineteen and I was around his parents a lot. Yeah. It was just like an overdose thing. And it was so fucking painful to talk to the mom. Yeah. Like, sorry about that. Like I don't know what the fuck to say. Like that's yeah, it's super like, sad. There ain't nothing you can say. Just, you know, what do you say? Just, I'm sorry. You know, it'll get better. The sun mm-hmm. will shine up eventually. You know, stuff like that. And so, I don't even feel like saying stuff like that. Just yeah. like, hey, you want a hug? That's yeah. all I got, you know? Because, yeah. uh, like, I don't, you yeah. know. It's just like, if whatever you need, I'm there, you know. And that's that's. you have my, any kids? No, I don't have any kids. That's, you know, kind of why, like, I was putting that, because... That was my kid. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. Yes, that's your kid. You know, like you have any other pets? Um, have one other dog, Charlie. Um, it's my girlfriend's dog. Um, but other than that, uh, I've I've had a you know you know I've, I'm I'm a dog. I had before I had a Johnny. I had a, another dog, Legacy. Uh, he was a German Shepherd Husky, and uh, he was a great dog too. And when I ended up separating my shoulder, hurting my or breaking my ankle, and not able to work and take care of myself like I, I just had to figure out something else you know to, to make sure he was okay and I ended up finding him like a good place to, to to live and how to get rid of him so that hurt too but then you know I thought I was over that pain and got a, a new dog and then, how old was he when he died uh Johnny was four well you said four but that's how old he was yeah. you didn't just have him for four years he died I, I actually got him from Isaiah Ferguson uh, at seven weeks old. Oh, okay. Shit. And, uh, yeah, four years. Damn. And, uh. Very sad. Yeah. Sorry for your loss. Thank you. You devoting the, the win this Saturday to, to your dog? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll devote it. I'll devote to Johnny and beat the shit out of this guy for making me. Um, have to fight, you know, during all this. Is that what it turned into when he came back instead of saying, okay, we can do Bowling Green? You're like, all right, he's not cooperating and he's posting screenshots trying to talk shit. Now I have to fight. Yeah, I mean. He, Is that what happened? He he messaged me and was like, uh, go on and mourn your family or or uh a friend or whoever it is, like, I don't care, you know, whatever, you promised me this, and, um, like, then he tried to, like, throw, like, uh, uh, this is, you know, for a, a 205 title belt contention, and you're running away, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't even care about a 205, uh, title belt, I don't fight at 205, I'm only going to 205 to fight you, I'm giving up 20 plus pounds to fight you, I want to go down to 170 and fight, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not fucking, you know, trying to, you know, beat heavy, light heavyweight champion of B2 at an amateur, you know, like, dude. But regardless, it's a cool, um, this will be an interesting event, Saturday, February 4th in Shepherdsville. 
because everybody <laughs> knows who you are yeah. in Louisville, yeah, in the local Louisville scene, right? little MMA crowd. And he's coming from, I think it's Michigan, and everybody knows him as the crazy guy on the fight posters. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be like a fucking circus, which is, in my opinion, a great thing. Yeah. So yeah, I it's, think that's exciting. It's definitely going to be great for the fans. Hat goes sure. off to Brandon Hardrock Higdon for making that happen. And you you for accepting under the circumstances. Yeah. Aaron, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Before brother. we wrap things up, do you have any closing words of wisdom? Any shout-outs you'd like to get in? Uh, just, man, be happy. Um, we only got so much time in his life. Uh, I'm, I'll be 40 in two years. Like, I'm only trying to fight and get it out the way. You know, like, know that. I didn't, you know, know that I did it, know that I tried, you know. Um, look out for uh, the people at Area 502. Um, we're we're a, a team um, uh, that's going to, you know, go far. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much else to say, brother. I, I, I'm just heart hurting right now, and um, I hope, I don't know. I'll see you guys there. I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. Uh, you guys want to see the rooster be bloody? Uh, I mean, my mama's my I, my mama's a black Southern lady. I know how to season and fry some chicken. So we're about to do this. All right, great stuff. Once again, Aaron Allen, thank you very much for coming on. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon.